Do you ever sit back and watch someone on stage or on screen giving a, a keynote speech or a presentation or a TEDx talk and you think, how does that person seem to know exactly how to organize themselves and their ideas to be so dang compelling? What does it seem that they're pulling through and helping you see a different way of being and really understanding what it takes to get an audience on their side from the first sentence, the opening image, if you will, to that final standing ovation worthy closing finale? How do they do it? In this episode of the Mic Drop Moment, I'm back together with uh, my my partner over at the Mic Drop Method, which is our six-month training program where people come and join us, work with us to learn to write, perform, and direct the kind of speeches that really transform audiences. We work with coaches, authors, leaders, entrepreneurs, all kinds of folks who know that if they could just say what they need to say in front of the right audiences, they could help to start to change things, to tell a new story, to craft transformation for all of us. And you can learn more about that over at mikeganino.com slash apply, where we've got a free training available for you, where we walk you through those three things, how to write, perform, and direct your big idea, your speech, your moment in the spotlight on stage or screen. So mikeganino.com slash apply. And in this episode, Claude Avita and I are talking about the five must-haves for mic drop moment-worthy speeches. We told you in the last episode all about the five languages that speakers use to give their speeches and tell their stories. And in this episode, we're talking about how they shape those stories. What are the key things that need to be included in the content itself? So if you're writing a presentation or speech, this one is for you. Enjoy the show. So you have a story to tell, and you wonder how to own the stage and give that killer speech that will captivate the masses. You don't just want to speak to them. You want to transform your audience. Welcome to the Mic Drop Moment. Bold conversations about public speaking, storytelling, and business that give you real-world valuable takeaways so you can craft a speech, a story, a business, and a life that the world can't stop talking about. It's time to find your mic drop moment. Here is your host, Mike Ganino. I don't really know why you would go give a speech, why you'd give a presentation, why you'd get in front of an audience if you didn't want to have that moment. Yeah. And it's not really about... You know, one of the things that people ask a lot is like, oh, does a mic drop moment mean that moment when you kind of like, boom, mm-hmm. I dropped the mic. I said something because in so many other places, the mic drop moment is about um, the burn. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I got him. I gave him mm-hmm. a burn. And in this in our world, the mic drop moment is about when you've revealed something so true in a way that's like so authentic and and you're in your presence and the audience also says has that moment they say oh my yeah. gosh i'm totally in my presence because that just really spoke truth to me so it's not about mm-hmm. saying the thing that makes them say ooh yeah she got him but really it's about making them say the thing that they say ooh she gets me That's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about with mic drop moments. And so if you don't have these five ingredients that we're going to talk about today, then you have a very little chance of giving the audience that moment. You're cheating them in a way. And I think you're cheating your 
your idea. You're cheating the vision of the world that you see that you want to help create. You're cheating that if you don't, if you don't have these. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Especially for, um, I would say audiences now come in with an expectation of how is this going to shift me? Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't have these, then you're not doing that, which means you're going to lose the audience. Yeah. And I, I've, I don't know, maybe this feels cliche to say, but I also think that now more than ever, <laughs> I think that we have to really be thinking about the fact that for people to sit down and listen to a presentation, a webinar, a live stream, a keynote speech, a workshop in their home or in their office even, on a screen where they're watching you, that takes a lot. Yeah. Yesterday, we were trying to work. Uh, we, we did a lot of work together during – yesterday was my, uh, my Poppy and Vivi day. Like one, one day a week, Phil, who is normally at home, my husband, he's normally at home with, with my toddler. And one day a week, I take over and he comes to this office and he uses it to write a book that he's working on. So yesterday was that day because I'm traveling. Usually it's Friday. Well, Wednesday, there's work to do. Chloe and I had stuff to create for uh, the mic drop method. And so we did that a lot while Viviana was napping, but then she woke up and we had about half an hour where she thought it was cute to, uh, you know, talk to Auntie Chloe on the screen. And then it just started to be a whole lot of, ah, this was her new this is her new thing where she does surprise face. Mm-hmm. Ah! And so we had about half an hour before it was like, okay, I gotta go. We gotta go yeah. wrap it up. Um because yep. she was demanding that. And I think it's a lot to ask an audience to sit through uh mm-hmm. the toddler needing them, the everything else they could be watching on their screen. If you haven't thought through this, if you haven't Mm -hmm. thought, how do I give them a mic drop moment? Same thing in a live event. Uh, If you're out there on the road giving speeches, presentations, you're in front of a boardroom maybe. That audience has done a lot. I mean, in some ways, depending on where you think things fall, they're like risking their life to come and see you, to be in that room breathing the air with other people. And so – and I don't know if you've looked at airline travel lately. Have you looked at flights, Chloe, to go anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. I just got back from a trip and I leave the end of the month and both were rather pricey. It's wild. I'm going to go present at the uh, National Speakers Association chapter. Well, I'm going this week to mini- to – I keep saying Minneapolis because New Orleans starts MSY as the airport code. But I'm going oh. to New Orleans this week. I was in St. Louis last week. And then I'm yeah. looking at tickets for August to go to um, mm-hmm. Dallas. And those tickets to go to Dallas – from LA to Dallas, that's a – there's 27 flights a day. It's like $700 for coach right now. And that's yeah. months away. It's wild yeah. out there. So people went through all of that to come and listen to you speak, to sit down with the video of your presentation. And I think that we owe it to them. We owe it to our idea, to the vision of the world we see, to figure mm-hmm. out how to give them and us a mic drop moment. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
And if you want to make money from this as a speaker, if you want to make money from this as a coach, as an author selling books, Mm -hmm. you want to enroll people, then this is what you've got to do. You've got to, we help them see the world the way you see it. And that doesn't happen because we simply say, here's a bunch of facts and knowledge that I've come here to tell you today, because honestly, we can get all the facts and knowledge right here. What we need to do is to better put together this. And so we borrowed some ideas from the script writing process Mm -hmm. of the mic drop method to share with you today. Yes. Okay. And I think one of the the things I have seen in like, I'm working with a couple of um, leaders right now that are putting on a big event. And one thing I see in them is they're really trying to take this new view of this. Like, I really want to think of the audience. I really want to put it all together. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting about this is it takes into account, not just your time on stage, but the whole experience you create. Cause it is actually more than just the minute you actually start speaking to the minute you stop. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy, I think, in in this work to think that we're creating something in a vacuum that's just the 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 40 minutes Mm -hmm. that we're on stage. But really, it is nothing ever happens out of context. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's break down. These are the five ingredients of a mic drop moment worthy speech. If you want the audience to be transformed, Mm -hmm. to go on a journey, to see the world the way that you see it, then these are the things you've got to do. Okay. First up, we've got the current world. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the things we see over and over when working on speeches is that people jump in and they say, Hey, this is the, the war that we have against tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them, told them what you told them is that that is the old, that's the old version of we didn't have access to all the information in the world at our fingertips. We couldn't tweet our audience and find out the best place to X, Y, and Z or how many, you know, A, B's and C's exist. We don't have that yeah. issue anymore where we as speakers are the knowledge holders. We used to be. We used mm-hmm. to be the knowledge holders. Now what our job is is to take them on a journey. And that starts with having a really clear idea of what the current world looks like. If we're going to ask them, and I think we're always asking them, that's part number four, by the way, coming up, we're always asking them yeah. to be changed. We're always asking them to think about the world differently. And so if we're going to ask that, then we need to clarify, well, what's going on currently? Because if we start a speech and you in the audience don't have a clear understanding of what's going on right now or what's been going on, uh, uh, then the whole time they're thinking, well, actually, I, I, I don't think that's where we are. So we got to mm-hmm. go somewhere else. It's like GPS. If we're <laughs> right. going to meet somewhere, then we need to agree on you know where that spot is, mm-hmm. and we need to know where we're starting. And so that's what the current world is about. Yeah, yeah, and I think that audiences are also they've advanced, right? So it's not just like 
us being seen previously as the knowledge holders, but they're coming in with their own knowledge now. They don't need to be taught in that way, right? And it's less about that. There might be elements of it, right? That will come into play later. But for the experience piece, they're they're expecting. They they now almost feel entitled to having a moment. And if they don't, you lose hmm. them. It's uh, somebody, I, I think it was a sales trainer maybe years ago in my uh you know, journey here that I saw. Maybe it's someone I saw on stage. Maybe it's someone I, I was in. I don't know who it was. So if you're out there, smart on you. But somebody said that that the uh, I think it was Marcus Sheridan actually that mm. when we used to go and buy a car, the car salesperson had more information than we did. They yeah. knew about the features of the car. They knew. They knew all of the information and we went to them and hoped they could help us understand something. Mm -hmm. Now, when we show, and I know this because as you know, Chloe, as a lot of people in this audience probably know, I was like obsessed with getting a minivan for a while. I thought it was like prime suburban dad thing to do. Uh, I got vetoed on that and we ended up with an SUV, but I wanted a minivan. I promise you right now, I know more about the 2021-2020 models of minivans available than the average car salesperson does. Because I went and looked. Okay, let me mm-hmm. look at the the Honda Odyssey. Let me look at the Toyota Sienna, which has 2022 model, has gorgeous, uh, gorgeous grill. Beautiful. Mm. Nice work. You still want it. <laughs> I know. It's I just – that sliding door. That sliding door. Okay. So yeah. – I know about all the models yeah. out there. And so when we show up to go – and we did go look at a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that all cars are like have – have a dealer ten fifteen thousand $15,000 markup just because they can right now. So we put that on hold. But when you go and look at them, I already knew more information. I knew what I wanted. I knew what was on the lot. I knew what was on its way to the lot. I knew mm-hmm. the prices of people in the neighborhood. I knew what features we wanted. I knew what features were yeah. available. That's how our audiences are as speakers today, too. When we go and we speak or we show up on a camera to speak to an HR audience today, they don't need us to tell them that purpose matters. They don't need us to tell them that, you know, we must lead. What they need is a fresh new perspective from someone who clearly understands what is really going on today. And when we can speak the language of our audiences better than they can, or when we can yeah. speak it in a way that they say, that's exactly how we talk about it at the water cooler. But are there yeah. water coolers anymore? It sounds dangerous. Wherever they Probably go. Probably not. Yeah. In the, in the, the, the Zoom call yeah. pre-roll or whatever it is. So we could do that. We have a better <laughs> shot of creating a mic drop moment because we've now clarified it. The other thing is that when there are multiple people in the room, you make sure everyone is on the same page, that this is what things have looked like. This is where we are today. Mm -hmm. That's doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be step one of your speech, but it does mean that you need to make sure it's there or else you have little chance of getting them to go with you. Okay. Once you've done that, or as you do that, the, uh, the next thing that you do is have a clear new story. So Mm -hmm. if we're talking about, you know, where things are, where things have been, what the lay of the land is, how it's shifted, whatever's going to go into describing the current scenario, we also need to have like 
this is what is possible. This is your uh, visionary moment. This is where you say, this is what I see. And this is something, Chloe, as, uh, as TEDx executive producers, uh, me formerly and you currently at TEDx Cambridge, this is something that really I think TEDx speakers yes. are really pushed to make sure they're including, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole idea of TED is about ideas worth spreading, right? And in order to have an idea that people want to talk about, it has to feel fresh and it has to feel like new without being so new they don't know what they're talking about. It's, yeah. it's that whole new perspective on an idea, on the world as it, people think it is and shifting it to what it could be. There's like a possibility in there that I think is what people really gravitate towards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really where you get your chance to, yeah, to build, to, as you said, gravitate. If you're going to be a mm-hmm. thought leader, it mm-hmm. means you need followers to come along mm-hmm. with you. And so you need to give them a place to go, show yeah. them what's possible, maybe show them that you've seen the other side in the, in the, mm-hmm. when we're coaching people and we're looking at scripts there's a place in here where we specifically show them what's possible. And often mm-hmm. what we need in order to know what's possible is not that it's never been done before. It's that maybe like there is this little pocket who's done it before. It's like the, um, I say this all the time about uh, in the 1940s or 50s, Richard Bannister broke the record for the four minute mile at the Olympics. Mm. It had never been done in under four minutes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it kept getting done after that. It's that people yeah. needed to see it could be done to say, yeah. okay, I've got to go. It's possible. And so that's mm-hmm. what the new story is a little bit, is what's mm-hmm. possible. What do you see out there? And this is really what I think your ability to be a thought leader, to share a vision, to say, this is where I think we can go. Mm-hmm. And it's really the... People often talk about having a a call to action where I'm going to tell you to do something specific. I think this is really the big call to action is, do you want to go to that world with me? Do you want to go there together? Let's see if we could create it. That's what the news story is about. Yeah, you're right. Because the action is more getting the audience to believe it's possible, right? Right. That shift you're going to make in them, if they aren't buying into the, the possibility that it could happen, you're not going to get them. So it's that, that belief. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't think it's possible, then at the end of your speech, you say, go out and do this. Mm-hmm. If they don't think it's possible, they got to do nothing. Yep. Well, that's really, that's really, yeah. I like that. Cause if they don't think it's possible, then, you know, there you go. Yeah. I think yeah. sometimes we get stuck in that knowledge belief that if I give them enough knowledge, they'll say, mm-hmm. I need to go do something with it. But I could tell you that that's not true. I mean, no. uh, we have all the information we need about health, diet, exercise, and still we don't do it. Maybe we don't believe it's possible. Maybe we've got other stuff we're dealing with that stop us from doing that. And yeah. it's not knowledge. It's the belief mm-hmm. that, that that's possible for them. I love that. Yeah. That's a great mm-hmm. reframe. Okay. And then the the third thing here is, and again, these aren't in order. They're just the ingredients yes. that need to be there. This is a little more like soup than baking. Okay. Right. So it's like all the stuff's in there. And sure, yeah. 
if you bloom the spices in some oil, then they're a little bit more uh, flavorful. <laughs> yes. But at the end of the day, if it's all in the soup, you're going to be okay, right? This yeah. isn't like baking. You got to do it in order. Yes. Okay. So this this part is about having a clear want. And mm-hmm. this is really understanding in relation to the current world and like what the situation is, what is it that that audience wants? And this we part we borrow directly from the world of Broadway and Disney musicals, where they have the "I Want" song. You know, this is a part of your world in Little Mermaid. This is "I Just Can't Wait to Be King" in Lion King. Mm-hmm. It's um, my shot in Hamilton. This is where we really help clarify what this audience is after. This is where yeah. you can customize, but it's being able to clearly state what they want and and. What we find is that the speakers who are able to do that more clearly, the better chance you have of getting the audience to say, oh, my God, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what we're after. Yeah. It's also a little bit more tangible because it makes people see like a result. Mm-hmm. You know, so the new world is this belief of like how it can get to be that way. But the the I want song is the actual result, the thing that they get. Right. And that makes them believe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is also where a lot of a lot of what we see a lot of times is that people can get a little bit more creative in it because not even creative, but clear, because sometimes it's the very like people want to have a great purposeful workplace. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Right. I would say, what does a great purposeful workplace give them? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that maybe comes across a little glib or a little like, you know, I don't know, capitalistic or something. Yeah. But I think we have to think deeper than that surface thing to say, what does this actually mm-hmm. do? And specifically, what does it do for the audience? Because if you're speaking to a group of leaders versus a group of employees, this is probably different. If you're speaking to a group of healthcare workers versus healthcare executives, this might be a little bit different. So really, really getting to the truth and heart of it makes the I Want song so clear. And if you go back to those examples, Mm -hmm. I Just Can't Wait to Be King, that is exactly how so many little kids feel the, our whole life. I watch, I watch my daughter and it's just basically, she's playing, practicing at being an adult. That's yes. what that's right. what kids do. Mm-hmm. And so I just can't wait to be King is like mainline mm-hmm. message about what they want to. And now they say, okay, well let me watch how this plays out. Let me see how it gets it. In part of your world, this is the song to the underdogs who dream of like being part of something they're not. It's main line, straight IV to the heart of what they want. And so then we say, okay, I want to watch this. Hamilton, my shot. I don't want to throw away my shot. If I have a shot, I don't want to throw it away. I'm scrappy. I I mean, the song literally says scrappy. Um, (laughs) And it's just main line nutrients. Mm-hmm. Or it's like when you go on vacation, you see those people at the airport doing the IV and the oxygen to cleans. I don't know. It's all over Las Vegas. I kept seeing it when I was there. Uh, so whatever they're doing, it's like that. It's pure nutrients that help mm-hmm. them say, ooh, I better listen to this because this might help me get what I want because they just help me get clear on what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The fourth 
piece of this, not step, but the fourth piece of this that we're always looking for is what is the argument? So if there's the current world, which is a mix of like what's always been happening and then the shift that's taking place now, if that's the current world and then you see what's possible in the news story of like, this is where I think we could go. And I know that you want to go there because you want this thing that exists Mm -hmm. only in the news story. Then the argument is, What's your argument for getting there? What is the Mm -hmm. argument you're making? And this doesn't mean that you're argumentative. It doesn't mean that you're arguing. It means that you have an argument. It's why you're giving the speech in the first place. You have an argument for how the world is, what the world could be, and how we can get there. That's the Mm -hmm. argument. And a lot of times this gets really muddy. This gets really muddy for people. Uh, I think it's the core of the argument of a book. What's the argument of this book? You know, what's what I was going to grab a book, but I don't, it's not a book. Uh, what's the argument in this book? Like I've got, actually I do. I have, let's talk culture. I did a blurb in this book for Shane Michael Hatton. Um, so I did a blurb at the beginning and I would say that his argument in this book is that conversations are the key to creating the team you want. That's the argument. You say, okay, how are you going to prove that? Current world, new story, clear want. That's how I'm going to prove it. So mm-hmm. every talk, I, I really think anything we create, I even think art, I think dance, uh, mm-hmm. and you could probably share on that, is an argument about something. Absolutely. Even when you go to like improv, there is still a level of making a case for something within that, especially on a dance floor. I mean, that's what that's about and just a more like – flowy way. <laughs> I love it. This is permission for all the like suburban dads. Chloe just said, you and me, we are making an argument on that dance floor. Amen. Yes. Amen. Uh, yes. I remember yeah. seeing many of those on like a carnival cruise. People were definitely yeah. making a case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we were making a case for that. I think all art really is that. So and, and this is, again, it's a very simple thing, but mm-hmm. it's not easy. People really struggle with getting clear yeah. on this. And it's like the one of the most important statements, because just like you picking up that book and being able to state what it is, you have to be able to state that as this is the like, my whole argument, the whole reason I'm here. And now I'm going to prove it to you with all these other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one of the easy things, too, is if you look at the argument, this is where you can also make decisions about, uh, you know, the kinds of social that you put out, the kinds of content Mm -hmm. you write, the blogs you write, is that while the talk you're giving may shift and change, that central argument probably won't Mm -hmm. change that much. And so you can apply this to um, social media, to blog writing, to books, to going on uh, TV, to getting press. Yeah, it's you're always in pursuit of that argument in a way. And what we typically find is that once people kind of found their groove, whether they do three books or five talks, this central argument is usually somewhere in there, you know, and I and I um, Shane's first book called Lead the Room, Communicate a Message that Counts in the Moments that Matter. You can see there's an argument here that. Mm conversations, communication messages are the key to, to doing this thing. So it makes sense. Okay. And this last bit Mm -hmm. is contrast. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, we did a video 
earlier this week about the five stage languages. And we talked about these five languages you need. It's not just verbal. It's a full thing. And so we shared those. That's part of where contrast comes from. But contrast also comes from content. When you're talking about the current world, do you just talk about what's happening or do you use data? And then mm-hmm. when you talk about the news story, are you telling a story about someone, you, who has done this impossible thing? So it's contrast yeah. in the content, contrast in the delivery. And in the delivery, we mean all five of those stage mm-hmm. languages that really open a lot to you. Because what we need is contrast. We need to keep the audience hooked, to keep them in that mic drop moment speech, we need contrast from just here I am telling you stuff you could read on Wikipedia. Yep. Yeah. And if you missed that, I believe we're doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there'll be more. <laughs> You'll find us. The easiest, you will find way, us everywhere. the easiest way to grab all of those videos is to uh, apply to work with us. Mm-hmm. And when you apply to work with us, it doesn't mean you're committed. You're not giving us a credit card or anything like that. It means that you're saying, hey, I have this idea, this talk. I want to go build it out. And we look at that from three angles. We're going to look at how do you write a speech, mm-hmm. a talk, a one-person show if you want. How do you write a compelling thought leadership, visionary piece. Mm -hmm. How do you perform? Use those Mm -hmm. five languages. What's available to you? And then how do you actually direct it? How do you make those decisions? Because unless you're working with us, you know, one-on-one where you've hired us to fly into every city and make these choices for you, as a speaker, you're going to make those choices. So how do you learn to direct your own performance? So we've got uh, the Mic Drop Method, which is a program we teach that in. If you want to make sure that you're getting all these video replays, if you want to make sure you're getting our upcoming live private Mm -hmm. training where you can also come in and ask questions about your work, uh, that's going to be on Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Uh, The way to get invited to that is to go apply. We just asked a couple questions. What are you trying to do in the world? What do you want to see out there? Um, So we can get excited about your vision for a better world. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we'll send you a link. And say, hey, come join us. It's the only way to get the information to join where we go deeper on all of this and show you really how to start to put it together so you could create a public speaking business, so you can create speaking as a way for you to share your you know, vision with coaching clients, with yeah. uh you know, we've had people who who use speaking not on big stages, but mm-hmm. to never leave their hometown and use it to enroll people in financial services, in real estate, in insurance, whatever it is that if you need to communicate to other people, your idea, that's what this is about. So if you want to make sure you get all those replays and if you want to get invited to that live Mm -hmm. private training with us on Wednesday, May 18th, then uh, head on over to mikeandino.com slash apply. We just ask a couple questions and then you get invited. And then on that training, uh, we'll teach you a bunch of stuff. And at the end, we'll tell you how you can work with us. And if you're interested, we're ready to do it. And if you're not, then, you know, say la vie, have a good life. We'll support you and see you when we see you. Absolutely. All right. And I think... Tell me. <laughs> well, I think uh, the the best part, not the best part, but like, the people that we've worked with and how they've come out of it, what I think I've seen the most and what we both hear all the time is 
sort of like I didn't realize how much I didn't know and how much more empowered I feel now to mm. really be me and deliver my message. And I think that yeah. that is so key and such such a important piece to everything we've talked about today related to what it means to just be a speaker and step on a stage, whether that stage is a screen or a physical stage. Yeah, I mean, when you think about these five, uh, these five things this way over here, <laughs> even just that, and this is like a minimal amount, looking yeah. at your work from this perspective and then looking at it through the five languages and then learning how to direct it and then getting direct feedback on all of it. You're working yeah. on an opening, you'll get our direct feedback. This isn't a group coaching where you're like sitting in the back and you don't get a chance. No, you have a chance to get real live feedback. And when you're, you know, one of the things I learned from doing shows, doing theater was this idea of workshopping. And so mm -hmm. long before the opening night, you've workshopped it. You've tried out different performance levers. You've played mm -hmm. with the five languages. You've looked at the writer. You've gotten feedback. Where does it really... Uh, the rate of revelation is quick, which is the key in storytelling where, you know, you're getting direct feedback. This isn't just like, I'm going to go do a course and learn a thing and read a book with the steps, but it's, this is a creative effort. And so being able to be in a creative space is really key. And that's what we offer inside the program uh, with us. So if that sounds interesting, if you want to just get these re replays and see them all in one and uh, try to do it yourself, absolutely be my guest, uh, be our guest. But we'd love the chance to work with you if you know that you have something to say, if you mm -hmm. see what's possible you see what's going on and you think you can help someone, then let's, let's give that idea. Let's give that vision the energy that it deserves. And that's what this is about. So if you're interested in that, then you can go to mikeanino.com slash apply to get invited to the training. And uh, again, at the end of that training, we'll say, hey, if you want to work with us, here's how you can do it and go from there. So we hope to see you there. This episode has ended, but your journey doesn't have to. Head on over to MikeGanino.com. Access all the resources and links that Mike and his guests shared today. And keep on crafting your own story. That's MikeGanino.com. Your audience is waiting. Isn't it time to find your hashtag mic drop moment? 